So blood splash is basically the equivalent of your haircut. It's too long and they left a lot of dead weight. Your eyeballs will, for certain, soak that up. Yeah, it's been two days since we recorded. Leave me alone. I'm like, I feel for you, dude. Summer break! Woo! I liked that movie and I like my haircut. More lies from Eugene. Why aren't they interacting with new people? When I'm like, see also Eugene's life. Yeah, so I literally, I mean, I'm like, usually with my hair, 20 minutes max. They open at 9, have a 9 o'clock appointment. I'm five minutes from home. No problem. Oh, no, no. Today was the day that he wanted to take his damn good time to make Eugene's hair look mediocre. I mean, (laughs) because my hair will, I mean, I'm David Spade part two. My hair will never look good. It's just... Just this Stutzman Weaver thin <laughs> shitty hair. Oh, and just I and just he just massacred it. I mean, it's it's short say, again. You got some kind of part going on there. Oh, I, yeah, I, I I look like a complete goofball. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's kind of puffy. There's no gel in it, so I kind of look like a jerked over Amishman. Uh, well, yeah, I usually have to come home and and. Yeah. Take a shower or something. Yeah, it's... Oh, I've got hair on my back. I mean, uh, literally, I've got hair growing on my back, but then I also have hair follicles. <laughs> it's permeating my neck and down my shirt. And Oh, oh and so then, yeah, then, then there was this guy that comes in, like, halfway through my haircut, this big burly dude comes in, and this is like the local... This was like the local bro haircut place. And uh, we're all, you know, us tough guys, or the tough guys and me show up. And so this guy is, you know, he shows up. Everybody knows this big dude. And so, my, you know, my barber is constantly stopping cutting my hair to, <laughs> right? Isn't that, you know, to the other guy? And like, for Christ's sakes. Pause with the tools in hand. Yes. Because yeah, they're yeah, talking. Pause. I yeah. hate that. Pause. I mean, seriously, like if he would have stayed on, fo- on on task and not, you know, like he went too far. I mean, it, this is, this is like. He, I, I wanted a PG thirteen rated haircut, and he, I mean, this is unrated for mature audiences only. <laughs> uh, and, and I'm like, oh, no, I got to tip you, or I'm an asshole. And uh, the whole experience was just shit. <laughs> uh, the only time I actually go to get my hair cut anymore is when uh, I'm growing it out. Uh, if I'm not growing it out, then the wife just buzzes it. Yeah, put on that yeah. number four clip and get her done. Yeah. Oh, I was actually, I had a. Well, I mean, it's. It doesn't look that great, but I had a little bit longer hair. Not anymore. Nope. Nope. Not oh, I, anymore. I think it looks longer than it did. It's like he did the sides and oh, he, trimmed them up. And yeah, there we, was... What you got going on right now, you are ready for your cameo on 1990s 90210. That's, what, that's yes, what's happening. I, that's what it looks like. I'm like, ah, oh, I kind of look like Jason Priestley or... Ah, <laughs> oh, shit. I mean, it, this is like pre-NSYNC, too. Like, we're, we're talking... <laughs> Backstreet Boys. Uh-huh. Wait, no, no, no. No, New Kids on the Block, actually. There you go. There you go. Oh, shit. What am I going to do? Uh, you're going to put on that leather jacket and <laughs> get yourself a chain and some checkered pants. That's what uh-huh. some poofy pants. And then Backstreet's back. All right. Dun, 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 dun. Oh, stop, stop. Just, just. Uh, 
No, and I see, I can see my reflection in my computer screen. I'm just, I'm not liking what I'm seeing at all. Ah, uh, you get that wet, and you can schmutz yeah. it around into something. <sighs> and it, he didn't seem like he didn't seem very confident when I was done. I, I'm like, oh, it's not like all right. Like this was a good. This was good. It was. Oh shit! What did I do to this guy? <laughs> <laughs> ah, so so it goes. Dead. Now do you tip? Oh yeah. I mean, this is the local. This is where. Yeah, everybody knows everybody, and you tip them good, and like, yep, I might have to go back to Great Clips again here soon. Just ten dollars, and you know, ten minute haircut, and slap me on the ass on the way out, and it looks <laughs> mediocre, and I'm fine with that. I don't like to pay double that for same, I guess. Uh, I, yeah, yep. I'm uh, telling you, dude. I just you know, just go to the Clippers. That's what I do. Yeah. Well, at least we're gonna be heading down to Florida tomorrow, so. I don't have to go to karate or whatever for the next couple of weeks and be embarrassed with how my hair looks. And <sighs> Instead, I'll just show strangers my goofy buffer. <laughs> it doesn't look that, <laughs> it doesn't look that bad. It's not that bad of a cut. It's just not yeah. your normal cut. I know. I mean, it's just I feel like I should be jamming the Ario Speedwagon in my Trans Am. And, <laughs> oh, i got to quit looking at myself in my computer. <laughs> um, <sighs> oh, how about for you? <laughs> Well, uh, the last time we recorded was two days ago, so this will be an interesting episode. We've never kind of done two in a week. Uh, and I finished up my roulette at about five o'clock this morning, I think. No, it was yeah. about three thirty, four 4 o'clock when I, oh, I better finish that up before we record yeah. in five hours. Uh, oh, I, I rolled out of bed at four o'clock in the morning. Just, just pissed. Just, ah, uh, <sighs> awake too early, just... Here we go. Let's just get this day going. But then I started watching a really good movie, so that helped at 4.30 in the morning or whatever. Nice. So, yeah. There uh, you go. Yeah. That's that's about it. Not a whole lot's happened in the last couple of days. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> i got to finish mowing lawn today. and um, <laughs> Oh, there's a surprise party for my mother-in-law tonight. Or surprise retirement party. Going to do that. So that brings in the weekend. That heralds in the weekend. Yeah, that'll be fun. It'll be fun. well. Saturday, I actually have to work, so uh, oh, for really? a few hours, but uh, just because of a special inspection thing we have scheduled. But that's okay. That's why I'm home today. Gotcha. It was like I'm coming in on Saturday. I'm not coming in tomorrow. Today. Yeah, this actually works out good because you know I'm I'm gonna be gone for a couple of weeks, and I'm actually you know if all goes as planned, when we get back. The, ne- the next day, I mean, if you're up for it, I might be able to get another pot in. And if that's the case, we have not, the Movie Freaks did not miss a single week here well, like this for my vacation. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, as far as today, the reason I kind of wanted to be done by the time I told you is my, my wife comes home for lunch at about that time. I want to get out of her hair. Yeah. Gotcha. Uh, okay. Are you ready to go to the roulette? Oh, I thought there was something else that I wanted to quick blab about. Um, oh, you were supposed to remind me of something to bitch about. Yeah, shoot. Timing. What was it? Timing. Oh, yes, timing, yes. I knew there was something. Oh, yeah. What, like with this party with the mother... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wondered if you're, you you run into this with your in-laws and stuff. But, like, I have to make a whole bunch of rice, so I'm like, okay, what time's the party? What time do you need, like, three bags of rice? What time do you need it? Uh, I don't know. Okay, well, what time are we eating? Eh. Like, 
<laughs> so you want me to make all the food and then you, well, just make it and then we'll warm it up there. And I'm like, no, I'm not doing that. Uh, that, that will make it soggy and gross. Let's, yeah, yep, it will. Yep. I can't, I, I like to have the food ready when it's time to eat. I don't know. It's, can't make a decision. But she's not the one organizing the party, so it's not her fault necessarily, but it's that way with that side of the family. Just, what time do you want to do stuff? And just show up whenever. We'll eat when people get there. And I'm like, oh, so we're going to eat all the soggy, gross food when... Oh, it drives me nuts. When it comes to cooking, give me a time. What time yeah. do you want to eat? If it's 6 o'clock, the food will be ready at 6. Let's eat. Um... Oh, anyway, I just wondered if you run into any of that. Oh, I do. I do. Yes. I, uh, I mean, I'm fairly scheduled. I mean, I can be, I can be a loosey goosey if need be, but I, when, when there's something planned, especially if we have to be somewhere at a certain time, I don't like being late. I mean, it, it, that's a part of the Weaver blood, whatever, but I don't like to fuck around and be late. And now on the flip side, I'm a little bit more difficult to, to uh, veer off of the schedule, which my wife is really good with just kind of rolling with the punches. And if I have a schedule, especially with food, I get antsy, especially for meeting people. Or if I'm like, ah, by that time I'm going to get hangry and then I'm going to, you know, really turn into an asshole versus the, you know, the standard everyday kind of prick. I, then I turn into, you know, asshole mode and, eh. Well, I, I don't like to be late anywhere. My wife is late everywhere, so... Yeah, same here. Yeah, yeah it's same here. In my, fact, my, like, her family's so used to it, they don't even bat an eye. We roll in half an hour late to everything. Yeah, and that's why, like, tomorrow... Like, I cannot believe that... I mean, and she admit, she actually admitted this to me. Like, when she went down to Florida with Hudson to work on the condo that we're renovating, that we're actually, we're done. Uh, we're almost done. We're going to finish it up here this next week. But, I mean, she came so damn close to missing her flight. Flights, plural... <laughs> um, to and from and she's like I really need, need you for that stuff I'm like I booked everything for you you just had to be there be there but uh, so tomorrow it will be it, it'll be fine because I because I'll be around <laughs> right but having said that then you know if traffic is bad sometimes she is more than happy to drive uh, and I sometimes I need that because I get completely stressed out if the traffic is just awful uh, and it can be awful. And then she's like, because she's so chill, she can be like, yep, I'm, I got it. I'll, I'll drive. So it is Florida you're going to? Yes, we are going to Florida. Will you please so. go to that Cuban restaurant? Oh, yes. Because actually, I was, uh, Jody was asking me yesterday. She's like, where, where should, should we try something new? I'm like, oh, man, we should. But I'm, I said, I don't, I'm not sure what would be new there. But there you go. There that, is that Cuban place. And there was that other diner that I had tried uh, over there that you had never been to. That was pretty good. Gotcha. Um, I can uh, look. I can look it up. I can find. Yeah, if it you again. send me the name of the restaurant, the, that Cuban place, I will definitely try it out. Yeah, it might be a little bit more of a drive for you, but it's it's still only like fifteen minutes away, probably from where you're staying, maybe twenty tops. Okay, so it's not too bad. Uh, okay. Totally worth it. Oh my god, that place was incredible. Uh, okay. Okay. Now I'm ready. Now you're. Oh, I'm Eric. And I'm Eugene. And here's the roulette. It's time to spin the wheel of the movie roulette. We dive in the ocean cinema and try and find those gems in the rough. I'm cute as fuck. <laughs> the kid is standing in the corner with the, of the fridge, just staring at the wall. And it's like, 
What are you doing? Oh, Blair Witch Project, kind of. Singing <laughs> and... Nah, 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 I'm talking to myself. You told me to be quiet, so now I'm going to be like... Blah, 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 blah. What are you doing? Nothing. Hey, on this episode of The Roulette, it is Rim of the World up against Cold Skin, and I get to go first. Uh, Rim of the World. Four misfit teenagers join forces to save the world when an alien invasion interrupts their summer camp. I want to bring up my Twitter, because I was live tweeting this while I was watching it at Fuck Off Early in the Morning this morning. I'm curious where you're going to come out on this, because I watched it too. Oh, Really? I did. Oh, that that's that kind of sounds like Eugene hated this movie. Um, I watched it. Let's hear what you have to say. <laughs> well, now to be fair and honest, I uh I follow this writer on Twitter and I've talked to him a fair amount of times actually. Some references that I see in Rim of the World, The Explorers, Jurassic Park, Stand by Me, Independence Day, Bad Boys, Lethal Weapon 2, uh, Resident Evil, and E.T. Okay. <laughs> Movie freaks, here we go. Oh. <laughs> when the headphones come off, folks, you know shit's about to get real. Yep, there he goes. He is now departing, and he is pissed. Yep. There you go. Welcome to our show, folks. Yep. Where the haircuts suck and the kids are loud. <laughs> That's movie freaks. Hey, there goes my boy on his bike. School is out, by the way. School is officially out. So there goes my boy on his bike. And Hudson's nowhere to be seen. Probably, he's probably not on his bike because his bike, he keeps on... Oh, you're not uh, talking about the neighbors, are you? No, I'm talking about the uh, our, our kids on their bikes. Because Lucas is out on his bike, but Hudson's not. And I have a feeling it's because Hudson, he keeps slamming on the brakes because it's funny. And it makes a, a black streak on the pavement or whatever. And it also makes so that his tire is shot. So I'm like, have fun with that. Have fun with that bike that you can't ride because your tire's done. You're, there's wire. There's like, yeah, you're gonna you're gonna let that just go, right? Because I would. Oh yeah, it's it's a brand. It's a, it's on an almost brand new bike, and the back tire is completely shot. <laughs> Great. I guess this whole this whole episode could just be us, us bitching. Actually, could yeah, be. <laughs> every episode could be. Uh, yes. So so, uh, rim of the world. Uh, those movies, I saw references to those other movies in there, and uh, I also listened to a long podcast he did with Kevin Smith and Mark Bernardin. Uh, the writer's name is Zach Stentz, by the way. <clears throat> he wrote X-Men First Class and Thor and uh, a bunch of episodes of the Terminator Sarah Connor Chronicles. Okay. He's a great follow on Twitter. I really enjoy his work. Uh, and, you know, I enjoyed this movie. I, I totally dug it. Uh, it... He's he courted McGee to get this thing made, and he said, "Hey, uh, you just made the babysitter for five million dollars. Well, I got this script here that eh, it's probably twenty five, thirty million dollars, and we can get this done." And they ended up only getting about twenty, and that kind of shows in some of the effects and the CGI and stuff here and there. I say here and there because like some of the explosions, you can tell like, "Eh, it was a little dodgy." But then some of the alien stuff where they're running away from the aliens, especially at the camp, that that stuff all looks really great. If, if you're familiar with any of those 80s movies where the kids get together and go on an adventure, you'll see all of the references to that stuff in here. And you, if you are not familiar with those movies, you won't see them. And you'll I don't know what you'll think of this movie if you haven't seen those movies. Is it a 
A-plus amazing uh, blow-your-mind movie? No. But would I watch it again? Yeah, I could see myself watching this again. It was a decent little adventure flick. I enjoyed the kids. Some of the dialogue got a little bit dialogue-y as far as, eh, I don't know if people really talk about that. A little too too hard written. It was to, uh, a little less natural. Uh, a little too clever, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, all that being said, thumbs up for me. I enjoyed it. What about you? Here we okay, go. I'm going to read my real quick chicken oh. scratches on my... Um, Rim job of the world, half star, positively dreadful on every single level. What? The, the effects, pacing, acting from the tw- terrible tweens, and the awful writing. I loathe this worth- worthless movie. And the only reason this Mick G crap isn't getting a zero is for the budget. Otherwise, there is zero to recommend in this lame alien invasion movie. That's what I wrote. Wow. So. You clearly do not have <laughs> tweens yet. And when you do, you'll realize that this is how they are. Oh, I hated every character. I hated the writing in this. Oh, the dialogue was terrible. And I hated it. I I hated that movie. Oh man, it. you're you're I'm a, you're way off base here. I I'm going to have to siskel up on you, Ebert. Uh, <laughs> half a star. I mean, come oh, on. Oh, I hated it. I oh, I was angry the whole way through. Angry. Just oh, I yeah. I, uh, <laughs> it, I, and it felt like it went on forever. Like, oh, come on. And now now the tween girl is kind of liking the tween boy and who's gonna sleep in the same bed with her and I'm like I think the whole thing's kind of a little bit creepy with that I just I, I yep no thanks I almost turned it off but I'm like no 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 Eugene, oh you. Eugene doesn't turn off movies nope you endure this you take it <laughs> you take that suppository here sorry Zach I, thumbs up for me but I, I don't know <laughs> yeah Maybe it was just Mick G's... Here's the thing. I love Babysitter. The Babysitter. I thought that was a great movie. Well, you like horror movies. This is totally something different. Mick G's stamp wasn't anywhere in this movie. Yeah. I, I, nah. <laughs> I, I, if I would have had at least one character that I could have latched onto... I mean, I kind of... Let me see. I kind of liked them all. No. The, the black kid was obnoxious. The... They were all. I no. I hated them all. I hated I them really, all. I, I, I like the red-headed kid. I thought he did a great job. I like. He was the, the. He was the best of a bad lot. Yeah. I, I mean, he, what about the the kid from Juvie? I thought he was fine. Oh, uh, was that the older kid that couldn't yeah. read? He Meh. Could, he could read. What do you? He couldn't. He was dyslexic. Or was it, okay? Yeah. Um, At least that's I, what I thought. Yeah. I, I, oh, then they break into some it. dumb place, and then they, <laughs> then they have to press a button, and they have to do stuff to stop the CGI creatures. <laughs> Just like in all kinds of 80s movies. Uh, <laughs> oh, and it had an 80s, or an 80s, it had a high gloss, no, it was Netflix poopy. No, no, it wasn't. Not at all. I will take roulettes like this every week, please. Uh, cold skin. Oh, boy. Um, cold skin. Xavier Gans uh, and um, Race Stevenson is a grizzled old dude on an island uh, where another guy shows up. Of, I'm not sure what's his name. David Oaks. I, what, what, I don't know. Someone shows up and uh, another guy to take his place or to help out watching, you know, to turn on this 
um, a watchtower thing for boats or whatever. Well, very quickly we find out that the island every night, these uh, fish creatures show up at the island trying to kill him. And so it's just night after night there's massacres of, you know, this this guy just just kills the shit out of these fish creature things. And also, he's kind of, not befriended, but he's kind of keeping a female one kind of as his pet slash lover slash something. He's just keeping her. And uh, so our new guy that shows up, he starts to figure out, well, you know, this, this is not right what this guy is doing. And she has feelings too. And... So, um, what else happens? Uh, the sea creatures keep on attacking, and it's gory at times. It, this was a good movie, by the way. It was, but it was far, far too long. Hour and 48 minutes, and I'm like, eh. It's literally, like, we're watching the same thing over and over. Like, it's okay, and, okay, I get it. Ray Stevenson's an asshole, and we, we again, he's showing that he is an asshole. And finally, um... I was into it for the most part, but the ending was a bit of a letdown. It was just kind of, it just kind of petered out like there's some closure but it's I'm like I don't know I was just like oh, that's it you're, that's all you're doing after after some really good cinematic photography and good the acting is very good by the way the special effects are very good the creatures look cool it's just it's too long and the ending is just kind of blah where it should have like ended with a bang I think so Shape so. of Water 2 oh this was better than Shape of Water I that movie was I'm, I just mean with the, uh, you know, banging fish people. Oh, yes. Yeah, actually, actually, you know what? The fish creatures looked a little similar to Shape of Water uh, creature thing. A little bit more, almost a little bit more human in this. Uh, they, well, yeah, they just looked like like fish people. Huh. Uh, but they looked cool. Like they, they, they were very well done. And there's a really, really good movie in here. It's just a little too long. And they, the ending, while it... It wasn't a complete flop. The ending, it's still like, ah, man, you could have done a little bit more, done a little bit something different, at least in my opinion, and it would have made it a lot better. But it's it's definitely worth a recommendation. It's worth a watch. Uh, but I wouldn't go out of your way to, you know, use one of your uh, Hoopla rentals on it. Ah, oh, man, I was really excited to watch that one. Yeah. Although I will say, I mean, I would like to hear your opinion on it, but I would be surprised if you wouldn't, at the very least, one of my two criticisms I would be surprised if you wouldn't have at least one of the same. Well, I'll, it, I'll keep it in the queue. Maybe I'll watch it today because uh, we're about to reset on those rentals, I think. Oh, yeah. So maybe today yeah. I'll pop that yeah. on later this but afternoon. But it, it looked really, really good. Uh, cool. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's get on to the next round, which I'm really excited about. We've decided to change things up a little bit and because normally on uh, the 100 episodes, that's episode 100, episode 200, that's when we force our co-hosts to watch a movie of our choosing that we've always wanted them to watch. And, you know, it makes it a, a momentous occasion when we get to one of those landmarks. And I said, you know what? Let's start doing it every 50 because it takes us fucking three years to get to 100, whatever. Or two years. Uh, so let's do it on the 50s as well. And next episode is 250. This is 249. Mm-hmm. So... Here we go. I think we're doing voodoo rentals this time around because we you are you're not gonna be around for anybody to swap anything. Uh, I actually found three that are on my list for you to watch on voodoo, and these are all three ninety nine rentals, so they're cheap. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna give you 
here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to give you the, kind of the genre, and if that's not enough to make up your mind, I will give you the titles, but I'd rather not. Uh, but we'll see. Okay. First up, you got a kid's movie. Second up, you got a sci-fi movie that I'm <laughs> I'm looking at right now is 29% Rotten, <laughs> that I've always wanted you to watch, that I, I love that movie. Well, I really enjoy that movie. And lastly is a movie from 1973 that is absolutely not a horror movie, and it's about an hour ten, or two hour ten, so it's a little bit longer. Hmm, okay. Now, kids movie, is, is that a cartoon, or is it a... It's an kids. animated film. Oh, okay, okay. If that's hmm. not enough to make up your mind, I will give you the titles. Second one was science fiction movie. How long is a science fiction movie runtime? Uh, 100 minutes. And all three of these you could watch with the wife, and I think you should. Oh, okay. The 1973 movie, if you don't pick that, that, I mean, eh, there's a fair chance that... I want you to watch that damn movie, because that is an all-time classic. It's on my top 100. Actually, at least two of those are on my top 100. Oh, wow, okay. Um, But you said 1973. Mm Mm-hmm. Is that the third one? Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. Man, you've made this very, very difficult. Because kids' movie, I'm like, ooh, now, when, like, here's another question. Kids' movie, would that be suitable for the boys as well? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, if that's the case, I think that I'm going to take the, well, shit. Ah, damn it, or do I want the science fiction movie? Shit. What do I do? Um, Or do I take the, 1973, I mean, my goodness, I've seen, that's right up my, that's right up my sphincter there, too. Um... It it and it's a 1973 movie, but it's set in the Depression era, like the 30s. Hmm. That that is a that is a. It definitely has a classic cinema feel. That's where okay. I would kind of register it. Yeah. Just so you know. So if I'm throwing you a classic cinema thing. Yeah. Well, you know what? I'm going to go with that one. Yep, I'm going to go with the classic. Really. Okay. I, now I did warn you. It's two hour ten or. Yep, that's fine. Hour, it's it's a little longer. Okay, let me look this up here. Crap, I totally thought you were not going to pick that. No. <laughs> yeah. And I, it's actually good that you're picking that because I don't have it on Blu-ray. I have the DVD book set. You know what I'm talking about? Like it's a book, yeah. like the Goodfellas book set I have too. Comedy drama from 1973, The Sting, starring ah. Paul Newman, Robert Redford. And you have not seen this, right? No, I okay. have not seen that movie. Paul Newman, Robert Redford is two con men in the 1930s Chicago. After a friend is killed by the mob, the friend is played by James Earl Jones. Uh, they try to get even by attempting to pull off the ultimate sting. No one is to be trusted as the twist un- twists unfold, leading up to one of the greatest double crosses in movie history. The con is on. This movie rules. I have seen it a dozen times. It gets better with every watch because you see more layers of the con. It's one of the. It's a con movie. It is the con movie of all con movies. Yeah. You know how those go, right? Where yep. you go along through the first two acts, you're with it, and then third act, you're kind of like, wait, what's going on? And then they show you what happened. And it's not quite that twisty, but it's the kind of con movie where pay attention. I would recommend, if you can... One sitting. That would... It, it just... This is a clinic on acting. Robert Redford and Paul Newman are peak at both of their careers in this. It, it, I adore this movie. 
and I think that you will too. And you know what? I think the wife would as well. You'll, yes, uh, I, if, yeah, if nothing I'll else, you, you'll really love the um, I, I, like even the filmmaking aspects are all just amazing. Uh, the way it's shot is gorgeous. Uh, you really feel like you're in 1930s Chicago every step of the way. It's awesome. I, actually, now I'm going to have to watch it before you come back and review it because, <laughs> and I'm not kidding, I've watched this movie a dozen times. It holds up. Oh, uh, who, hold on. Da, 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 da. Uh, more cast. Paul Newman, Robert Everett, Robert Shaw. Ah, Jaws. Here we yes, go. Yes, sir. Ray Char- Walton. Charles Durning. Uh, Ray Walston, yeah. Anyway, I love the movie. And one of my favorite scenes in the movie is is towards the beginning when... Uh, Robert Redford, he's just the, he's the young punk that has to go learn from the old hand, Paul Newman, and he finds Paul Newman just belligerently shit-faced. He throws him in a shower to try to sober him. Oh, it's great. Uh, oh, it's such a damn good movie. Anyway, there you go. I'm I'm looking, I'm actually, I'm very glad that that's the one that I picked, although, uh, I'm curious what the other two were, but. Oh, I'll tell you what they, what they were. Uh, Okay. The kid's movie was The Iron Giant. Oh, okay. I forgot and about that one. The sci-fi movie was The 13th Floor. 13th Floor? Is that a Roland Emmerich movie? Oh, is it? Or a Dean Devlin? I thought it was one of those guys made uh, that. They might have been involved. Um... Or maybe they were just the producers. I forget. I just I thought they were somehow involved in that. Uh, you might be Holy shit, Robert e- Roger Ebert gave this movie a thumbs up. Oh, see, look at this. This is why Rotten Tomatoes can go fuck itself. Roger Ebert, they, they give it a uh, a fresh tomato... For his review, and then here's the one sense one sentence review: a marvelous film right up until its inappropriate ending leaves you feeling betrayed. But that got a thumbs up from <laughs> Oh Rotten Tomatoes. You are so full of shit. Uh-huh. Let's see what these other reviews. It, it, it's an effective noir thriller that keeps you, if not on the edge of your seat, at least curious about what might happen next. Yeah, I I like that movie, and it's from 1999. It's a little. Some of the CGI is dated now, but the the CG the only CGI that they have in there is all background scenery, or giant sweeping. Look at um, the well Depression era Hollywood, you know what I mean, where they're just flying yeah. over the city and you can say, okay, that's CGI. So it doesn't really affect most of the movie. It's not that big a deal because that is an older at this point. That's a little bit older movie now. Right, right. I I you will watch that movie at some point. I like that movie. Cool. Okay. Okay. All right. What uh, what punishment am I taking? <laughs> oh, that's not good. Oh, hi. Um, so you have three choices as well. <clears throat> oh, really? Oh, yes. You can choose a fantasy movie. Oh, shit. Are you going to go? Okay. <laughs> You're doing the same thing I did, aren't you? I didn't know. Uh-huh. I was not prepared for this. I thought well, I was see, surprising I was, you. <laughs> I was going to do something a little bit different, but I'm like, oh, I'm, I like this. I'm going to... I'm going to... Uh, pay homage to what you just did. I'm paying homage. Not ripping, not ripping you off. I'm paying homage to this. Uh, <laughs> I'm so, hoisted on my own petard. <laughs> <laughs> so option one is a fantasy. Okay. Um, option two is a gritty horror movie. And option three is a comedy. And these are all three tried and true... Can I, well, the, com- the comedy's out. I'm not in the mood. Uh, but give me, give me some dates... On the fantasy and the gritty horror, can I get that? Yes, uh, the fantasy 2001 and gritty horror 2007. And the comedy, shit, I really wish you'd, uh, the comedy is 1995. So it's a 90s comedy. What the hell? What 1995 comedy? 
have I not seen? No? I don't know. Pick it and find out. Fantasy 2001. What the hell is that? And Gritty Horror 2007. I'm too curious about the fantasy. What What is that? <laughs> oh, I was hoping you'd pick that. You son of a bitch. Is this going to be something that it's not fantasy? But... Oh, it's fantasy. Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. Son of a bitch. <laughs> you motherfucker. And this last weekend, Memorial Day, I was at a party with a bunch of friends, and some cable channel was doing a Harry Potter marathon, and... They had it on in the background too loud, and the entire time while we were making food and hanging out and drinking and whatever, I watched like three TV versions of Harry Potter. It just wouldn't stop in commercials, and I'm like, oh my... It was even the later ones, like, like I think it was the 12th movie in the middle there, and I'm like, the CGI is not good on this. Wow. Ah, they're great. Oh, he's running away from that snake down in some sewer. Oh, that's, that's uh, the second one. Sure, sure it is. Now, here's the good news for you. This one here is actually on my voodoo. You don't have to rent it. You can just Okay, watch wait a it. minute. What's the name of it again? Uh, Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. This is the first one. This is the first one. Okay. But I okay. want to really... That's all right. Do you have all of them on voodoo? I have every single one of them is on my voodoo. Okay, well, that I guess thus starteth the terror of me yeah. watching every Harry Potter movie. Because I so... I mean, I so desperately want you to watch these movies because it's like that's the one series that... I'm like, I cannot imagine you don't like these, because I've read the books twice. I've watched the movies countless times, and I'm like, they're... This they're... is what every Harry Potter nerd says. I've read the books five times. I've watched uh-huh. the movies a dozen times. And, da, 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 and I'm like, ah. Yeah, and I've got that Fantastic Beasts 1 and 2 on here as well. So, I mean, you're completely, like, bathed in Potter... <laughs> po- Potter potions. Wow, you blindsided me with yes. that one. I did not see that coming, and I totally should have. What the yeah. hell? So here, do you want to know the, what the other choices were? Sure, sure. Okay, the gritty horror movie is from uh, the After Dark horror series Borderland. Uh, this is... Uh, I, I don't even know if you know about this movie. Sean Austin's in it. It's just... It's got a, a 2000s feel, and it's really... It kind of has a... Almost a Rob Zombie... Uh, not a, like a Rob Zombie... Uh, oh, it's his second movie. It's I'm drawing... Devil's Rejects. It has kind of that gritty feel, and it's just... I'm not sure what you'd think of it, but I was really... Was this on the roulette? No. No, this one here, I actually own it on Voodoo. I own all of these on Voodoo. Sounds familiar. But Borderland, it's... Ah, Human Sacrifice Cult, huh. Yeah, Hmm. it's... It's it's dark, and it's not your typical... The reason that I was throwing it your way this time is because it's not the typical... It's not your typical style of movie that you would be like, yeah, I want to see that, because it's really dark... Well, but, that's, and that's kind of all three of the movies I threw you. They're, yeah. Just, yeah. Yeah. And the last one was the Brady Bunch movie. Oh, fucking hell. Oh, I if, you would have pick, oh if, if you would have picked that, oh, I would have oh. Oh, just hugged no, myself. No, that'll have to be a hundreds that you force on me. Yeah. Oh, and sometime you're, oh, you're, <laughs> your eyeballs will, for certain, soak that up. <laughs> and all of that. Oh, Judas. Shag carpet. And... I'm looking at uh, 5.6 out of 10 for Borderland on IMDb. It's good, man. It's... it's I'm, I, no, that's fine. I'm just comparing it to my 29% rotten on uh, 13th floor. You, Oh, I, I'm telling you, I think you will like that movie. It just... I mean, think about it. 1999, that came out the same year as Fight Club and The Matrix. And it's neither. It, it's not that good. Yeah. 
no sci-fi movie from 99 really had a shot. Uh, what else? Uh, I think uh, uh, episode one came out about that time? Yeah, that was 1999. Was there any Star Trek movie? I feel like, like Nemesis came out then or right around there. Star Trek Nemesis. I don't know. Okay. Anyway, uh, episode 250 of the roulette will be The Sting up against Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Balls. Oh, I can't wait. I'm so, I'm like, I'm giddy. I'm like, I'm looking at the cast. I'm like, oh man, John Cleese and Warwick Davis and, oh, oh, and of course, um, you know, Alan Rickman and um, John Hurt before he passed away, a very young Tom Felton. Um, you you said this, that a little too slow. Uh, oh. Very young Tom Felton. <laughs> oh, this is the one. Uh, Richard Harris is the uh, is Professor Dumbledore, which he passed away after the second movie. So, which I oh, I thought he got more in than that. It was the second one, huh? Yeah, I thought he, he only, was in for like four or five. No, he just the first two, and then the third one was. Um, I'm drawing a complete blank. Uh, which he is. I consider um, now. I got to find out who that is. Uh, I consider him to be a little bit more like that's that's who I um, Michael Gambon. That's who I consider to be oh, okay. Harry Potter or uh, Dumbledore. But okay. um, really, like, just oh, how do I say this without sounding like a complete Potter dork? Really, oh, you're, like, we're, we're we're way past that line. So <laughs> just really pay attention and like. There's a lot going on, but you, you gotta pay attention. That's <laughs> <laughs> gotta, dude. So I was I, not confused by the movies. I watched yeah. the first. Well, I always joke that there's a billion of them, but uh, the, I, I think the first two with uh, me in the, the first theater. Didn't... Five? I think. I, I think I saw five. It. What? What? You watched the first five? I, how many are there? Seven? Are uh, there seven? I think so. Yeah. I, I think I watched the first five. Oh, and no. they got progressively darker and progressively better. And still by five, I was like, you know what? I just don't care. And half of those, I think I saw in the theater with you. <laughs> oh, but it, going back now, I like speaking them so of much. preteens doing bullshit. I don't give a shit about Eugene Weaver, <laughs> Rim of the World. You can't like, but this. Oh, I care about oh, the relationships. Here. Let's spend thirty minutes at a school dance because that's fun. Oh, <laughs> that, but... that was where I was out. It was the school dance where I was okay. like, that was Fuck this fire. shit. That was, oh, that was a great, ah, that was good. That was like, I, you're invested in those characters and... No, I wasn't. But that's <laughs> I... okay. I seem to be the only person on planet Earth who is not invested in Harry Potter. <laughs> but I, hey, guess what? Uh, Eugene has entrapped me and now it is time for me yep. to go on uh, <laughs> the whole Potter slide and I will write a review. I'm actually, I've, I've developed a... Uh, idea for this year on how to catch up on my reviews because I'm a full calendar year behind. Uh, I'm at... By the end of every month, I'm going to be caught up on reviews for this month and last. So I'm doing two months this year, every month. Oh, okay. Uh, so, yeah, be looking for those emails, and my letterbox is getting filled up again. As I watch stuff, I'm I'm checking it off on Letterboxd. You need to get on Letterboxd. Really? I, I mean, like, now that uh, Film AF is still up and running? It, it's not... Film AF is not... That's completely different. That's for keeping track of your collection. Letterboxd is where you go put your one-sentence sent- reviews. Oh, okay. Oh, and it, right. it tracks everything that you do, and it tells you, "Oh, you watched this movie before on this date." You, I'm telling you, I know that you you do your written reviews and whatever. You need to put them on there as well, and just start now. I, 
You don't have to back up all your old stuff. Just start now because it's so cool at the end of the year to look at your statistics of you watch mm. this many horror, this many sci-fi, and it even has graphs of the the scores that you give these movies, and it's a one to five scale, so you should be comfortable. Yeah. Ah, cool. Yeah, I I think because I just got in way back in the day, I got into my routine of here's my Excel spread my or whatever my Word document that I just keep adding to, and then my film AF, and that's like those are my two go tos for my movies. But I. Sounds good. I mean, I I've do, been I on do that the site. same. But I'm, I, you have? I've been on uh, on Letterboxd already. Okay. But not, I mean, just like. Not I'm telling you, you should. It's it's real handy tool. Yeah. I do both. I, I keep individual files. I do way too much. I keep an individual file for each movie. I keep a monthly file and I keep a yearly file and then I do Letterboxd. That's why I got behind. <laughs> no. <laughs> but I like to be able to go into my review file and see each individual movie. And then I, kn- I can also look at the folder and see how many movies I've reviewed individually. Yeah. Which right now it's like 2,000. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I'm, it, it's, it's ridiculous how far behind on reviews on this show we are. Because there was a time where I was pretty much caught up like every week we would be able to, like when I was done, I'm like, okay, well, I had one or two left, but... Now it's it's months, months of reviews oh, that are backlogged. I've, I've got 50, probably, but that's a good thing, in yeah. my opinion. Yeah. Hey, by the way, before we move on, I to continue on with our discussion last night, I am halfway through our first episode, listening to our first episode. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. And uh, it is quite an interesting listen, that is for sure, because... I'm trying to sound real cool about trauma movies, and you're you're all about the comic books. And, and I'm like, hey, you know what? Things haven't changed that much. Our, our quality of recording has not has definitely improved, but eh, we, we still talk about that stuff uh, quite a bit. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> but I remember at one point you were like, oh yeah, my nine year old daughter, and oh yeah, my two year old. I'm like, wow, oh boy, we're we're chugging along, folks. <laughs> Yeah, you were asking me about that episode last night, and I was like, you sure you want to listen to that? I mean, I, I only leak out those classic episodes in reverse order when we absolutely have to, because damn, they're rough. And there's a, I mean, that was when we were still on YouTube, and I, that was by design. I wanted us to start doing that shit on YouTube to figure out the show and for us to practice, basically, for us to practice. And hey, by episode what 1819 we were kicked off of youtube and by yep. then we had found our what the show was going to be and what we enjoyed doing and we're still kind of doing the same thing we throw in yeah. new segments every now and then but man were those first however many rough and it, part of it was because we started so late at night i what what happened i mean we got old real quick oh, we're, sudden, we're extremely fast eleven thirty. 11 30 we'll just were you a little busy well we'll just start at midnight no big deal yeah then we'll be, yeah, we would be done by, I remember there were times where we would be wrapping things up by like two in the morning and now I'm like, what? I'm considering waking up at two o'clock at this point. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> at, two point at two o'clock now, my body's like, um, you should get up in an hour. <laughs> no, for me, it's I wake up at two o'clock on the couch and your body says, go to bed uh, mm-hmm. because I fell asleep at 1030. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, good times. But uh, now well, we're think... in the morning. <laughs> yeah, now we're... <laughs> That's, yep. that's how backwards we got. We can't even do uh-huh. 7 p.m. anymore because we're too yeah. busy. I know, it's hard. <laughs> that's so past dinner time. <laughs> uh, okay, let's just, uh, let's go do some recently watched. How about that? We check some shit off the list. Yes. 
Ah, I'm up first. Okay, damn it. Uh, what do I want to talk about? Ooh, I teased this one. And I think I'll talk about it first because it is relevant to our roulette. How about 1969? Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. Oh, starring hey. Paul Newman and Robert Redford. These two on screen together are just, it's just gold, just gold. And everybody loves this movie a little bit more than I do. But every time I go back and rewatch it, which I, this is probably my third watch now, I'm like, yeah, this movie is awesome. And it's mostly because of the dialogue back and forth between these two. It's very well written. Holy shit. Hold on. Hold the phone. Directed by George Roy Hill, who also directed The, the Sting. Sting! Yeah, there you go. There you go. Have you ever seen Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid? Never. It is one to check out. I don't like it nearly as much as The Sting, but it's still a damn good movie. And this one really falls into classic cinema. Uh, just because 60s, 70s, there's a line there. It, it definitely has more of that feel. With some of the quirky... Uh, there's a couple of quirky scenes in there where uh, the music's playing and they're running around being zany or something. And you're like, eh, we could have lost that. That didn't really add much. But that was part of the times. Uh, but I do... Uh, hey, I agree with everybody. This movie rocks. I, the ending still sucks, but I think that's the way it went in real life. It just... Yeah. And there's nothing you can really do about that. Uh, but it, it's funny how big a difference there is between... This movie and, uh, what was it I just reviewed a couple weeks ago that is another kind of classic cinema that everybody loves and I'm meh on, um, fuck. Bonnie and Clyde? There you go, Bonnie and Clyde. Never saw it. There's another one that's kind of set, I think that's kind of in this, well, this is early 1900s, that one I guess would be more in the... Is that like, was it, wasn't that like actually set in the 60s? I don't know. Hold I'm looking it up. Okay. The movie was two years before this. It was 1967. But what era was that set? I want to say again, Depression Era. That's the theme of the show this week. They were married in 1926. So yeah, this would have been Depression Era. Okay. Whereas Bonnie and... Or uh, Bonnie and Clyde. Butch Cassidy was early 1900s. So there's a big... Well, not that big a gap, I guess. 20 years? At any rate. Both of the films have aspects of that 1960s filmmaking. Like I've talked about before where it has slow bits that you you know we could maybe cut this but bonnie and clyde has the real slow bits where you're like we're just spinning our wheels now we're not doing anything it, it come on move it it has there's a good movie in there but it's a lot shorter and i know that that was the filmmaking aesthetic of the time but it just doesn't work for me whereas butch cassidy has those elements, but utilizes it to forward the story, even if, you know, a couple of scenes we could cut here and there, it's not a deal-breaker. And I'm still involved, and I still care about the characters. And the writing is so fucking good, and the the witty dialogue back and forth is so funny, and the uh, weird things that happen in the movie are just, they're just great. Like, we're, oh, I, I'm not gonna give it away because you haven't watched it yet, but, yeah, do you think you used enough dynamite there, Butch? <laughs> fucking hilarious. And I definitely think you should check this movie out at some point just because it's a checklist film and you need to see it at least once. And I think you would like it, but I think you'd be like me where you also you like it, but it's not something you're going to rewatch all sure. that often. Um, Struther Martin. Struther Martin's in this movie. You know who that is? Have you seen no. Cool Hand Luke? No. That's another one that's a checklist. You got to you. You will know Struther Martin. 
Uh, Struther Martin is the guy. Uh, how can I know how I can relate him to you? Guns and Roses. Oh. Uh, well, you get what we got here last week, which is the way he wants it. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's from Cool Hand Luke. But that guy, that actor, and the way he delivers his lines is so funny and hilarious. He steals the show. I made a post uh, when I was watching this movie. I don't want to be an action star. I don't want to be a a giant actor. I don't want to be Tom Cruise, Mission Impossible. I want to be Struther Martin. I'm the guy who shows up. I'm in 10 minutes of the movie. I absolutely chew every line that I have. I'm the funniest thing in it and what everybody's talking about at the end of the movie. He's awesome. I love that man. In this movie, they're, you know, he hired these two uh, guys. They're trying to go legit. He hired them to protect the payroll. So as they're riding up the mountain, they're both like on their guard and pulling their guns out at all these people that are, uh, you know, hiding in bushes. And he, Strother Martin turns around and goes, what are you doing? You idiots. They're not going to rob us going up the mountain. We haven't got anything yet. They're going to wait till we have the money, then they'll rob us coming down the mountain. Like, he just chews every line in such a way that is so damn funny. It's It makes the whole movie for that section of film, I, I want to say 10 or 20 minutes. It's not that much of an hour, 45-minute movie. But, oh, it's so that, that shit's so good. Uh, again, it, the ending is what it is, but I think that's the way the actual story went. And uh, I'm going to talk about another classic kind of cinema movie next but not until you do something because i blabbed on enough about butch cassidy you should see it sometime but again it's not um for i'm just saying for you i i think you'll appreciate it but it's not the kind of thing you'd be like oh let's watch that every year uh okay over to you uh first up for me is a rewatch of gladiator i had hinted about this last week and i watched the 4k version of gladiator i've been kind of on a ridley scott kick after rewatching alien and uh, Black Hawk Down, and Alien Covenant, and Prometheus, and I'm like, well, let's just keep this train rolling here. So Gladiator was... Oh, and Hannibal. Uh, Gladiator was up next. Uh, this has just been released, and this is the... Actually, they have the extended version on this as well, which is the version that I went with. Um, and it's fantastic. I This is another uh, director where, depending on my mood and which movie of his I watch, that's my favorite Ridley Scott movie. So it's like... During Alien, I'm like, well, of course it's Alien. That's the best movie he's ever made. Uh, then I watched Gladiator. I'm like, actually, no, Gladiator is the best movie he has ever made. Or Blade Runner is the best movie he's ever... I, it's literally splitting hairs with a couple of these movies, but Gladiator holds up so well. I I don't know of another movie that came out in 2000 that holds up, that could literally be, be released today and be every bit as effective. Uh, I mean, I... Maybe the CGI dipped a little bit since then, but I couldn't tell. I thought it looked great. Well, that's that's one thing that's real nice about movies that are period pieces, I guess. Like The Sting. It actually was made in the 70s, but it's set in the 30s. It can recreate that yeah. time period. And, it, yeah. it and, they, and they did it. I mean, this could have been a major failure if they would not have got especially Rome and like the Colosseum and all that, if, if it would have looked really hokey, I would have immediately been taken out of it. But rewatching this, damn. Wait, wait, does, now wait a minute. Does, does the CGI on the Colosseum and stuff hold up? Because there was some sort of shaky... It, that's the only... Like, it, it holds up. It's not 
I think that they could do. I think it would be better now, but it's still for back then, and even now, I would have. It wouldn't have been like, ooh, that's bad. Uh, but dude, the extent. I'm not sure if you've ever watched the extended version. Um, I it just it flows a little bit better. I think. Um, oh, hold on. So this is. I, I don't know. I have the uh, best version that was released on DVD. I think it was a 6.1 DTS surround. Is that the extended cut? I don't know, but when it comes to Ridley Scott, whatever the hell it is, I want the extended cut. Because Kingdom of Heaven is the one that I always pull out as, was there a director's cut that's really better? Okay, yeah, Kingdom of Heaven, bitch. That thing's like 40 minutes longer, yes. and it, it, it made the movie go from like a 7 to a 10? Uh, whole different movie. She'll, uh, she'll. Good lord, I'm dealing with two. I'm dealing with kids outside and trying to focus on Gladiator. <laughs> um, okay, well, do you need a, a second? I can give you other good movies from the year 2000 if you want to compare. No, actually, well, because I've got this trade of thought going right now. But Go I for it. that is going to be uh, one of the next movies that I watch, if not the next movie from Ridley Scott that I watch is going to be Kingdom of Heaven. I have not, I and I love it, but I have not watched that movie in years. It's been years since I've seen that thing. So I want to oh, give that. I mean, I, I remember. Now, this would be before the current administration, but I was having a discussion with my dad about um, Muslims and Christians and stuff fighting through yeah. years. Oh, and boy. at one point, I well, it was before this current political climate. And yeah. I said, you know what? Let's watch this movie. I just, just because I'm curious what you think of it. And I sat down with him and one Sunday afternoon and we watched all... How long is that movie? Three and a oh, half like hours? Oh, at least. Cut. Yeah. And... There you go. That oh, it's so damn good. Yeah. Uh, movies from two thousand. What's that? Requ- movies from two thousand that I think hold up. Requiem for a Dream. Uh, Gladiator is number three on this list. Memento. Castaway. What lies beneath? Does that hold up? You know that is a good movie. Um, once you know the twist, it's not as effective. That's the one with um, Harrison Ford. That was a good movie. I own it. I think I've only seen it once. Crouching Tiger absolutely holds up, but then again, you got another movie that's a period piece. That's right. Yep. The Cell. Yep. That's a good movie. Perfect Storm, Snatch, Sexy Beast. <laughs> oh, that was Ray Winston, right? Yeah, I gotta watch that movie again. X Men, uh, U five seven one, Crimson Rivers. Talk about an underrated couple of movies. That movie is great, and so is the sequel. I loved Crimson Rivers, and the second one was, I think, even better. The Contender. Did you ever watch that one? Is that a boxing movie? No, it's a, a political thriller. Gary, I don't think so. Gary Oldman, uh, Joan Allen. I'd be I'd been surprised if you'd watch that one. I own it. It's a good movie. Bloody good movie. Uh, American Psycho. Good movie. Oh, brother, where art thou? Another period piece. Wow. Titan A.E. No, Disney. The Disney bomb that's still pretty good. Oh, no. Is it? Was that Disney? Yeah, that was a Disney movie. That was a gamble that didn't pay off. Oh, that's a fucking good movie. Yeah, that is a very good movie. Oh, no. Reindeer games. Oh, there you go. Be awkward, kids. Oh, come on. <laughs> oh. Summer break! Woo! How are you guys? How are you adjusting? Because, wow. Oh, it's already... It, oh, yeah. yeah it, it's already lots of attitude. and. Ugh. Yeah, there goes Hudson. Go, go talk to the... Ugh. There's a new girl beside us, and, like, boys, go talk and make friends with this poor girl that is by herself right now, and, it, nope, they're just 
awkwardly riding bike around each other and not in... Ugh. Anyway, Gladiator. Back to Gladiator. <laughs> okay, sorry, I interrupted uh, Um, It's great. I, I, I tell you what, the... Um, I love how in the very beginning, Russell Crowe's character, Maximus, he obviously he immediately commands respect from everybody except uh, Joaquin Phoenix's uh, Commodus character. Which he is one of the true great villains of cinema. I hate him. I hate him in this movie so bad. He, but that he's great at being a slime ball, evil bastard, wimpy bastard too, or just a cowardly bastard. But anyway. When you know when everything is stripped away from from Maximus and he has to start from the ground up pretty much and he's a slave or whatever, it doesn't take that long before people have figured out like this guy knows what he's doing and he he rises the ranks very very quickly. But they've really Scott made him made that character so good with like it wasn't like oh that's kind of fake like oh now everybody's now everybody's siding with Maximus. It's like no. If I would be one of those dudes, very, very quickly, I'd be like, okay, there's that's the leader guy. That's who we need to follow right there. Right. So it doesn't feel fake. It feels – that's, I think, why that movie works so well is because Russell Crowe's character is so well-written and so you feel for him. And he's he's a badass, but you know his backstory and he's he just does – he does good in every single scene he's in. He steals the movie every time he's on. Like him, that movie was so well cast with him and Joaquin Phoenix, uh, and Oliver Reed. Even like I forgot that Oliver Reed was in this. He is so good, and I'm like, huh. He he doesn't really seem drunk in this, which is surprising because most of the times he's hammered drunk. And here I'm like, he seems kind of sober. <laughs> but I, I gotta say, um, for him, sure enough, uh, Gladiator was the last movie that he starred in. Yeah, and I didn't even know that Oliver Reed was still alive. Yeah. But um, it is fan- it's a five out of five star movie for me. And the, like I said, the extended cut just adds to an already awesome movie. So there you go. Anyway. Yep. Um, I agree. And the, the Joaquin Phoenix character was... I think that's why I struggled with it the first time or two I watched it, is because he is so deplorable that it's hard to even watch. I, you know, it is. It's, it, he sucks so bad. What did I call him bef- uh, when we were t- Walmart, Walmart Joffrey? Joffrey. <laughs> yeah, Which is and that's perfect. what he is. He, he, he's like with Joffrey. I wanted to throw shit at my screen. Like I was to the point of we might have to stop watching this show. Like if he mm-hmm. doesn't die soon, I don't think I can. It's too stressful. He's so bad. Uh, but with him, it was <laughs> Walmart version. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, you ready um, to move on to another review? Oh yes. What we got here. Um. Ah, since I'm just talking about classic cinema this episode, I guess, let's talk about Papillon. Do you know anything about Papillon? Uh, is that is that a prison movie? Yes. Okay. It is. Also, I know what it is, but I'm not... There is a I mean, prison movie from 1973, and it was recently remade in 2017. Now, I'm looking here on IMDb, and... Uh, well, okay, Papillon, 1973. A man befriends a fellow criminal as the two of them begin serving their sentence on a dreadful prison island which inspires the man to plot his escape. This is starring Steve McQueen! We're, we're uh, Dustin Hoffman. Dustin Hoffman, in one of his premier roles, in my opinion. When I think of Dustin Hoffman, this is one of the movies I think of. And, you know, it, I guess I'm wrong here, because it says it's got an 8 out of 10, but I always thought that this movie was reviled. I thought people hated this movie. But uh, even the 1973 version, which is not what I'm actually... Re- I, I didn't. I haven't rewatched that in years. Yeah. Uh, but 
I've watched it several times and I've always liked it. It's a miserable kind of watch because the stuff they're going through is sucks so bad. You know, it's a Saving Private Ryan kind of effect where what they're doing or, or uh, uh, Schindler's List where it's so miserable, like it's so sad, you don't want to rewatch it often. But the movie is so damn good. It's Steve McQueen, man, just killing it. And Dustin Hoffman as this kind of nerdy, quirky fellow. It's a, I, I really love the movie. So then when they're remaking it, I'm... Okay, I'll check it out. Why not? And this one is starring Charlie Hunan, and in the Dustin Hoffman little nerdy glasses guy role is Rami Malek. Oh, okay. Uh, you could go ahead and give him the Oscar for this movie instead of the Queen movie, in my opinion. This one was... That's 7.1 out of 10 on IMDb, so I don't know. I feel like, again, everybody on the internet was, fuck this movie! But, uh, yeah, so I'm going to check it out because it's a remake of a movie that I really like from, yeah, all the 70s. I'm trying to see if there's anything different here. Wrongfully convicted for murder, Henry Cherie forms unlikely relationship with fellow inmate and quirky convicted counterfeiter Louis Dega in an attempt to escape from the notorious penal colony on Devil's Island. And it follows kind of the same beats, but the only thing that's kind of different is, you know, it's updated a little bit for what general audiences can accept now as far as torture and blood and guts and stuff. And so it definitely has little shades of that in here that were not in the 1970s version. Uh, it, and then at the end, it is uh, tagged up with, oh, by the way, this is a true story and based on a guy's uh, real life and his memoir. And here are pictures of the actual prison and here are pictures of this is after the movie is over and it's like closing credits. They're showing pictures of the actual prison and pictures of the actual guy and uh, giving you text about how uh, you could, you could make some comparisons to uh, the Shawshank Redemption in here, as far as the themes of being in prison, no and falsely accused and hope and shit like that. And, uh, you know, at the end the very, one of the last lines of the, uh, the text there was the prison did not survive this man, which is so powerful in context. Oh yeah. I like that. So powerful. It's great. It, and ah, boy, the more I think about it there, you could say that Shawshank was, was mostly this, but a very, almost a Disney fied version of it because the shit that happens here is so awful. Uh, it, it doesn't go so bad as, the prison movie Hunger. You remember that one? Oh, I remember that one. Rough. Directed by Steve McQueen. Not the same Steve McQueen. Different Steve McQueen. <laughs> uh, but it doesn't go quite there, but it flirts with it. Uh, uh, the remake is only 2 hour 13. I think you should maybe give it a chance. And if you enjoy that one enough, you should look at the original. The okay. original's two and a half hours. It's They're long movies. But just know that it's not a happy, fun, fun time, uh, but it's damn good filmmaking. Yeah. And I'm saying that about the original, the the uh, the remake. It's not a happy, fun, fun time, but it's pretty, pretty enjoyable filmmaking. It's 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 well well done enough that I give it a thumbs up for sure. And I would pick up both of these movies on Blu-ray. I don't. I, there's reasons to own both of these movies, even though they share so much similarity. There's enough differences that I would. Rami Malek's performance is just. It's so good. And and same for Dustin Hoffman in the original. It's so good, it's worth the trip on both of these. Okay, uh, back to you. 
Okay, you know because of oh, our good... oh uh, the uh, Papillon remake. By the way, I watched that on Canopy or Hoopla. So if you want to, in the mood for a prison movie, you can get it for free. Okay. Um, so because of our buddy Steve Miller's uh, kind of, I guess, private messaging back and forth on Facebook, uh, he was or what was it? Our, well, anyway, doesn't matter. He was watching. He sent us a picture, and I'm like. <gasps> Ooh, 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 you're, you're watching Romano Scavolini's Nightmares in a Damaged Brain. Yay! Oh, oh, I need to watch that. So I pulled out my my Blu-ray. I actually watched the 88 Films version. I've got the 88 Films version and the Code Red version. And the 88 Films version is a different transfer and has a couple seconds more footage. <laughs> so it's worth... Anyway, uh, so I rewatched <laughs> that thing. And that movie is... I, I'd go... I go back and forth on that movie. I've watched it so many times where there's times where I watch it and if you're not in the mood for uh, that type of movie, you're not going to like it. But if you're prepared for it and you're like, okay, I'm I'm wanting a gritty early 80s crime horror. Like it's it's not Friday the 13th and I think it, it gets lumped in with the Friday the 13th movies and it's not that. It's more of a character study. Actually, I, I would consider... Nightmares in a Damaged Brain a little bit more uh, along the lines of Maniac and Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer where we it's hard to describe but we basically we follow this uh, this mentally unbalanced guy that he's really there's an experimental procedure that cures him uh, he's he's a sex maniac and they release him because he's cured except he's not and then we see exactly why he's not in flashbacks to his childhood. And this movie is so effective in much the same way that Maniac is effective. Uh, it's The acting is bad from a lot of the... Like, there's this family that, that we go back and forth from, like, this family with this, with this really obnoxious kid that it's kind of the whole cry wolf thing where he's constantly playing tricks on his family and his family hates him and you know where this is going to go because it's like, well... When he finally does need them, you know, they're not going to believe him. It plays out like you think you think it's going to play out. But the slasher aspect of it is, again, much more akin to Maniac to where it's like this is a – this. there are people like this out there. This is not a guy in a leather you know, leather face, whatever. This is not Jason. This is whatever. This is a – just a normal – just looks like an ordinary regular dude. Just some random guy uh, that – had a really fucked up childhood and even more so in his adult life. <clears throat> very, very good movie. If you can get past some of the, uh, especially from the mom of the, of the kid, just the acting is meh. But when they go back to focusing on him, it's, oof, it's rough. And that ending, I am hard pressed to think of a, if I would consider this a slasher movie, I am hard pressed to think of a slasher movie with this, good of an ending and by good I mean like just impactful and brutal this is about the top of the heap of slasher movies when it comes to brutal endings because it I, I remember this movie way 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 back in the day like at the big box VHS store does this have an alternate title uh Nightmare there we go yeah Romano Scavolini and it actually it's on Amazon Prime I this is the version that Steve watched I believe it's uncut but way back when I was a kid, when I would go to the Monroe Mall and they would, you know, this was back in the VHS days and this movie was always there in big box. Nightmares in a Damaged Brain. And on the back, 
it had one of the shots from the end of the movie, and I'm like, this is like it, this should be illegal. It's it's that gory, and so it took me many years to actually finally watch that movie because this was a banned uh, in numerous places banned or edited all to hell. So I finally was able to watch it uh, when I worked at the video store, the local video store down your neck of the woods. And um, I re- I'll never forget this. A a traveling VHS salesman just shows up one day at, at Bob's store and he's like, hey, opens up a box. I got these movies here. Do you want to buy any? Uh, he's like, I'm just going to different video VHS stores and selling VHS tapes. And one of them was called a movie called Blood Splash. And... I, I'm like, the cover was hilarious. It was like this bikini-clad lady from the 80s. And it, it, it total, like, Photoshop, not even Photoshop. It was just, it, it was hilarious looking. But the back, I'm like, wait a minute. That looks like something that I remember from way, way, way back when. And I'm like, holy shit. What if this is Nightmares in a Damaged Brain? So I, somehow I talked him into getting it. I'm like, well, look, Bob, there's a yeah, skimpy lady on the cover and blood splash. Like, people are going to rent that knowing that I just want to watch it for myself. So he bought it for like 20 bucks, and I immediately watched it, and it was great. And this was an edited version, but only edited for pacing issues. So actually, this version, the Blood Splash version, is actually pretty damn good because they cut out a lot of the... It's it's too long. And they cut out some of the dead weight that's, you know, periodically throughout the movie, which made it uh, even more effective to me than... Because this movie does have some boring parts. But anyway, I actually so made a blood, v- blood splash is basically the equivalent of your haircut. It's too long and they left a lot of dead weight. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. They just, they, they hacked too much, too much. <laughs> but um, I still, I actually still have, I actually made a VHS copy of that. And I, I think that I still have that VHS tape somewhere in this house. Uh, oh, with that's the awesome. Original, with the original blood splash. But, uh, man, it's a great movie. Uh, anyway, there you go. There's my review. I just I wanted to... Because I, that's what I was watching this morning at 4.30 in the morning, which is kind of depressing. Way uh, too early to be awake. Oh, it's way too early to be awake and way too early to be watching something that vile. But Eugene's brain. No, <laughs> nightmare, Nightmare is... Oh, wait a minute. Nightmare is in Eugene's brain. Ah, I like that. Oh, and he, the guy screams really good. Like, like it's like he keeps on wake, waking up and seeing this this severed head in his bed and guts and sh- blood and all over the place. And he's you know, and then he falls out of spills out of bed in his whitey tighties and he's and he just he has this maniacal scream that I'm like I feel for you, dude. Like I. <laughs> oh, anyway, Perfect. I'm yeah. There you go. Okay. <laughs> uh, let's do Coming Soon and Wrap Up. Okay. Well, the next movie I was going to review is Return to Nukem High Part 1. Uh, but I think I'll wait, because since I mentioned that I'm watching Troma, Eugene ghosted me in text messaging. And I think that I've mentioned it, since I mentioned it, he'll want to watch it again. Yeah, I will. I wasn't ghosting you, though. Uh, it's like, <laughs> hey, horror guy, I'm watching a Troma at 7 o'clock. And you're like, eh. Crickets. <laughs> Crickets. Like, All right. That's cool. Anyway, I watched that. Um, I also... Oh, I've just got stacks of VHS I'm going to watch. Coming soon. Nine and a half weeks, Forbidden Planet Powder. 
Dick Tracy. Those are tops of the list right now. And, like, uh, Armed Response. I know people are like, wow, you said coming soon, two episodes in a row. Yeah, it's been two days since we recorded. Leave me Uh alone. (laughs) I'll get to the shit. Uh, That and this weekend I will be finishing up my May reviews for 2018 and 2019. Oh, I, and I was going to say, I, and, and the kids are now... The oh, they, they, they forgot again. They were trying to come in. I was like, what are you doing? It's all right. Uh, let's wrap this up so I can go mow lawn and... Yep! Okay. Hey, hey uh, for me, uh, I watched The Perfection, the, the new... Oh, I was Good. almost going to throw that on the roulette. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, people have been oh. talking about it. I was I, I didn't watch the trailer, but it's created a bit of a hubbub. You? Huh. Oh, that's the I'll look of hate that right next there, episode. ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> that's that's yeah. the look of a children's movie kind of hate. I like that movie and I like my haircut. <laughs> More lies from Eugene. Um, and a... Rim of the World he loved, too. Um, oh. oh, I mean, seriously, like, I would rather... Oh, no. I'm... No, I wouldn't do that. Yeah, you uh... clearly have had too many good roulettes in a row. That's what I'm seeing. Yeah, probably. Um, what else? Um, oh, there was something that I just got that I... Oh, um... No, still drawing a blank. Um, <laughs> Great. Uh, think, Great. Think Eugene, process, process. The Blob. I'm going to rewatch The Blob. Which one? The uh, 1980s Chuck Russell version. Oh, why not the... Uh, wasn't there a Steve McQueen version? Yeah, well, is that on anything? I don't have it. I don't own oh, that movie. Well, I'm, I don't know. I was just asking if there was a Steve McQueen. we got a theme running through this week. Oh, the classic cinema. Yeah, Steve McQueen rules. Yeah, I'll go with uh, Kevin Dillon. All right. Kevin Dillon for the win. Uh, Um, (laughs) He's got his cool curly mullet and leather jacket and boots and my attire. Sure, kids' movies, being afraid of aliens. I get it. You like those (laughs) things, but not. (laughs) Oh, I could. I really want to spill more hate on that movie. Oh, you can. You're wrong. You're fucking A wrong. (laughs) That movie was was totally decent. That's. That is. That is rotten chicken sitting out far too long. No, no. <laughs> um, or milk that's just, just used to be good. No, it was never good. Um, uh, eh, that's all right. Um, I love you, Zach. I loved it. Uh, the Slayer, the 1980s slasher movie, The Slayer. I'm going to get dig my greasy fingers into that one again. Um, Iron Warrior, I watched that and sold it and shipped it out already. Um... There's my review. I guess that's my review of that movie. I watched it, and the very second it was over, I put it on eBay and sold it immediately. So that's off the list? What was it again? Uh, Iron Warrior. Iron Warrior. At least give me a synopsis so I know what it's about. Hold on a sec. Quiet! (laughs) Go on. It stars uh, Miles O'Keefe. You know, Miles. Well, if you're going to have some O'Keefe, you might as well have Miles of it. And then, oh, he's... Trust me, it's... Oh, it's miles and miles and oceans of Keef. Um, uh, anyway, yeah, it was it, it it was so bad that I'm like, no, wait a minute, Eugene, you were dicking off on your phone because you were bored. What, go back and rewatch half hour of it because I probably missed some good stuff. So I, I actually spent an extra half hour on that movie because I thought maybe it, I missed something that made it good. But no, I was I was dead wrong, dead. Dead wrong. But uh, that was part three of the... Um, so oh. Miles O'Keefe gets extra kilometers, but Rim of the World, that's nope. No, no, that was a shitty rim job. No, it wasn't. <laughs> it, it, oh. 
<laughs> I don't really job like jokes are low hanging fruit. Okay, <laughs> let's wrap up. <laughs> oh, it's so perfect because it's just a yeah. Uh, uh, and anyway, uh, what else? Oh, I'm done. Brain damage and Iron Eagle. I watched Iron Eagle and something called The Females from 1970. That... Oh, okay. I, I put Iron Eagle on the list for next week. I want to talk about that because I, okay. I have the laser disc and I have Iron Eagle 2 that's been sitting here forever. Maybe I'll actually get around to watching that this week. Oh, well, since we've got, now we're doing an episode every other day. We'll just, uh, yeah, I'll talk to you in a month, I guess. Yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, perfect. Uh, okay, now here's the part where we no. go awkward until it's funny. Until Unless my wife comes home for lunch, at which case we're done. We're done. I mean, then, and even that could be awkward. Yeah, it'll be perfectly. Up. Yeah, actually, nothing. Nothing could possibly be as awkward as my two boys outside, um, trying to interact with the neighbor girl, but and she wants to interact with them, but they're they're too awkward, and so they finally they they all just gave up. Like she just she just walked back to her house, and the kids were like, just fuck it, we're done, and just walked into our house. Uh, like, meanwhile, my neighbor just texted, "Can my daughter come over so I can go to the store?" And I was like, "Yeah, sure, send her." She's right in between my boy's age, so she'll be here banging on the door any second. Yep. Yep. So, boy, was that awkward. Wow. I mean, and that was just distracting me from the show because I'm like, oh, please, I don't want to see this because Another reason why I hate when you're in your office because you spend all your time looking out the window. For those that can't see the Skype, obviously, audio show, I'm looking at Eugene and he's looking over the screen the whole time. (laughs) What is this? Uh, uh, What's going on out there? Hey, as you and all of our listeners know, I am a nosy Amishman. I mean, I always have been, and I always, especially now. Now, actually, now I'm a nosy buffer. <laughs> and you're awkward. You're, you're like, yes. my boys, it's so weird. Why aren't they interacting with new people that I don't know? And I'm like, oh, see also Eugene's life. Yes. Yep. That is literally my life. What else is going on out here? Nothing. Oh, a new house is going in next door. Which, oh, that, that should be just, just great. Just, uh, that means just a new shitter sitting out there, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, but it's a oh, it's a, actually it's across the way. It's more now. I'm more like a it's a drive into where I'm sitting in my car and I'm like looking at across the driveway at a big movie screen of people walking in and out of outhouses, which of course reminds me of Friday the Thirteenth Part Five with Demon and the Shitter and you know the burrito, yeah. you know that oh, whole yeah. thing. So oh, yeah. actually, I kind of like that. That's okay with the Shitter on the other side of the road, like. I don't know. I, the next I'm, time that we have to record with you in your office, can you just turn your laptop around so I can look out the window too? Yeah, because there's just just dudes walking around out there measuring, measuring stuff and work vans and trucks. And, huh. I hate it when you're. I hate <laughs> it when you're in your office. Oh I don't know. Maybe maybe next time we might. I might have to find another. Where, where else could I go in the house? Ah, ah, the crapper. Yeah. Wow, we we spent an episode there last couple, <laughs> we couple episodes ago. <laughs> yep, and it was a good one. We might as well be in there. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. I got nothing. Okay, That's it for I'm, me. I, oh, Judas. Yeah. Well, what, what, what did you say? Wait, what? Oh yeah, I know because the connection is shit because you're in your <laughs> office. So you know, there's me talking and then you go arbor and I don't know what the fuck that means. But hey, the neighbor kid's coming over, so I'm gonna go mow the lawn. <sighs> Nothing. Dead silence. Awesome. (laughs) Were you distracted by something outside your window again? No, you were kind of... Perfect. Great. Another great office show. (laughs) Movie freaks. Movie freaks. See you next time. Bye.
for listening. Hey, if you want to get a hold of the Movie Freaks, you can get a hold of us facebook.com backslash moviefreakspod on Twitter at moviefreakspod. Drop us an email, moviefreakspod at yahoo.com. Intro music was public domain by www.rutgermuller.nl.